1: while you're out there doing your gardening or whatever you're enjoying, taking the radio with you, of course, uh, we've got uh, on the line Amanda King from Lock the Gate. Hey, Amanda. Hey,
2: Sean. How are
1: you going? Oh, I'm fantastic. Yeah, yeah. How are you?
2: Yeah, I'm really well, thank you. Good, good. really well.
1: Ah, good to hear. Well, uh, yeah, so how about the state of the world? We've, uh, we've had uh, the deadline for uh, submissions to the uh, Vickery coal mine yesterday, but they've yeah. moved it, have they?
2: That's right. So what What we heard um, a bit late in the day yesterday that they've actually extended it until Tuesday. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, Tony. So that's really good news. And the reason why they've done that is because it's taken them a little bit longer than usual to get the um, transcripts of the public hearing up online.
3: Uh-huh.
2: Yeah, so they felt that they had to by a few days, which is great for the... Um, you know, for giving us a bit of a chance to get more
1: submissions in. Absolutely. I mean, I yeah. uh, managed to squeeze mine in before close of business yesterday, but uh, uh, it sounds like uh, the people out there who have missed that uh, deadline are going to be able to get in anyway. Yeah, that's right.
2: So that's, that's pretty good. And make sure you get yours in. There's a couple of ways you can do it. You can, um, you can go to the um, Independent Planning Commission site. Or you can simply, and this is uh, what I've been encouraging people to do at this late stage, just because it's easy for them, and there's still opportunity to add your own comments. But that's using the um, the template that Lock the Gate has put together, and you can find that by typing in your internet search bar and computer Lock the Gate dot good dot do. Ah,
1: uh, okay. Yep.
2: Yeah. So that that's in there, and that. You know they've written a bit of stuff, um, but you know you can unique it up as much as you'd
1: like. Yeah, it's a good idea to to take what's written there and just edit it into words that are you know that you're comfortable with, isn't it? To, to give it a, your own distinctive flavour. Yeah, that's
4: exactly
2: right because uh, uh, unique submissions are given more weight. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, well, that's great. Sorry, that's... I am just a bit distracted, and I just like to give a little thing right now. Short and everyone else who might be listening. I've got a couple of kids out in the backyard. They're a bit nuts today. Bit crazy. So I'll just put them outside and they're out there screaming and having a, another time by the sound. But so that can turn very quickly. So if I have to go very quickly, please
1: forgive me. No, look, there are more important things in the world than talking to me and uh, looking after the kids out there is great. I'm, I'm glad you're on the job, Amanda. <laughs> I'm sure they now. are too. <laughs> <laughs> Hope they appreciate it. <laughs> Well, look, let's, um, let's move on from that. That's great. The Vickery uh, extension of submissions is, uh, you know, good news. Uh, and what about, uh, you know, what about Vickery, though? Whitehaven. Like, haven't they been sort of, like, you know, busted for stealing water and a whole heap of other shady dealings? Uh,
2: absolutely. So, Enra, they have come out and said that they, they're actually going to pursue Whitehaven and press charges. Um, and, and, that, and that happened just the week before last, during the public hearings, actually. Now, Enra is the Natural Resources Access Regulator, so they're in charge of making sure that um, water regulations are complied with, pretty much. And so what Whitehogan White has got... They've got four coal mines in the um, northwest of New South Wales, and they have been... Well, they've been busted for feeding water. From the um, lead, from the, from the coal mine that smashed the lead for it, <sighs> actually. So, um, so yeah, they're in trouble for that. But they've been in trouble for so many things, Sean. I like they've been busted for. Um, well, there's just so many. I just get so befuddled as we're talking about it. But un- unlawful clearing, unlawful and illegal clearing, illegal disposal of um, explosive canisters. Um, it's illegal a, exp- a disposal of polystyrene balls that are used in explosives. Now they so they seem to have dumped a whole lot of these polystyrene balls into the waterways around the coal mine, and they they actually ended up in the Namoy River, which is quite a quite a large scale ecological disaster. Absolutely. Um, yeah, totally. But you know they've done things like you know. Um, They've they built some infrastructure without any any approvals. They have um, illegal clearing. They've just done so many really dodgy things, like haven. And you've got to wonder why this project, why ID on a personal level, wonder why this project has actually been able to go this far when the company has such a repugnant reputation. I don't understand. I, there is a, a clause, if you like, where, where any company, where any extractive industry or, or any large scale project, um, they, it needs to be carried out by a fit and proper person or yeah. a fit and proper company. And, and Surely what? all of these. So what that Whitehaven
1: are not? Yeah, it sounds like Whitehaven are, are are less of a fit and proper person than this than, than the average bikie gang. It sounds like they're, you know, you, a yeah. well-behaved bikie gang would would be a, a much better option on on this.
2: Exactly. Well, you'd have to think that the bikie gang people might have a little bit more respect for the for the the, the, the communities in which they operate in. Like, you know, well, I've I've heard stories about um Whitehaven going to water auction last year in Canada. I don't know if I've heard about this last week, but I'm so shocked by it. Yeah. And, and, and they they ended up outbidding local farmers and they ended up paying $930 for a megalitre of water when the farmers had to stop bidding at $300.
1: Good Lord. And, and,
2: and, and so it ended up the farmers were bidding against coal companies.
1: Yeah, and who can, who can, who've got deep pockets and are willing to... Pay exactly. three times as much as what the farmers can bid. Yeah. So, so yeah, when we talk about the choice between uh, farmers and and food, the farmers growing us our food, and these coal miners who are blackening the skies, uh, yeah. that's that's where it comes down to is the is the cash. Yeah, exactly, and it's
2: so it's so sad, you know. It's just it's, it's just really really sad state of affairs, you know. They you know, and in this big coal mine, they will be. Um, getting like chopping down a bunch of koala habitat. Mm. Um, you know, it just—it it makes no sense. To me. It's nonsensical. They've got—they've spent millions in the region buying up family farms. They've bought over 90 family farms. They own the um, land out there the size of Singapore.
1: You know, it, it it is staggering, and and as, as I wrote in the preamble to my uh, my submission yesterday, it's just you know that their their history of criminal behaviour aside, making them improper people. That the idea that in in twenty twenty anybody would contemplate uh, approving a new coal mine, it, it's yeah. it's beggars belief, really. It really does.
2: It really, really does. And it was very interesting to listen to the. Um to the public hearings because you, you, you had a lot of arguments for it, and they were just you know most mostly about jobs, right? You know, but um, I mean any any kind of argument that that people who support the project would come up with is is e- very easily easily debated and and, and easy, easily easily squashed, I would think.
1: Well, absolutely. I mean, the idea that that coal mining provides jobs, for instance, is just clearly not true. There's a, a, a few weird? a few percentage of points of, of the of the New South Wales uh, job market is is made up by coal mining, and it's it's uh, it's. It, no, it's I mean, not. I
2: mean, it's absolutely not. Hey, like Bunnings, Bunnings employs more people than mining does New South
1: Wales. It's <laughs> a good analogy. <laughs> yes,
2: Certainly. <laughs> yes, yeah, so, so it's madness. I mean, if people. People do feel really strongly about this, and you know, and I know that people do because the the, the do good of the template that I was talking about before, obviously, only launched at the beginning of the week, and we just wanted to give people a last chance to um to to make their their opinions known, and there's already over a thousand,
1: yeah, right,
2: made. So, so so that's fabulous. And yesterday, towards the end of the day, um there were and this is off the top of my head, yeah. there were about 720 um, objections on the IPC website to yep. the project, and yep. there are about 600 and something um, support. So there, there is a lot of support. Whitehaven has done a big push to their um, shareholders and their employees, asking them to make decisions. Um, right. So it would be really good if everybody could just um, jump on board this and really make sure that the Independent Planning Commission and the New South Wales Government understand that 2020 is not the time for new coal
1: mines. Well, it would be negligent of us, wouldn't it, to allow that uh, proportion to stand, considering that the, the, the genuine, you know, that the 95% and more of, of New South Wales people who are opposed to this kind of you know, climate criminal behaviour, uh, you know, we really do need to make our voices heard on this, don't we? Oh, absolutely.
2: Yeah, we really, we really, really do. I think it's you know, the the days of sitting back and having a talk about such things and how upset we are about it to one another. Those days need to end, Sean. Mm. We need to be vocal. Yeah. You know, we need to stand up. We need to we need to stand up, Sean.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Well, this uh, this region has got a, a grand uh, tradition of standing up uh, on this, and and with, with great success. So I'm I'm sure that we can muster more than that. So there's still opportunities to go uh, to comment on the Vickery Mine. Something that's close to everybody's heart around here, of course, is the the Pilliga and the gas uh, uh, project, the CSG project. So there are the expressions of interest for uh, uh, to be able to speak at the um, uh, the. The public meeting, the online public meeting, they closed yesterday, but submissions, written submissions are still open, aren't they?
2: Yeah, that's right. So the IBC will be accepting written submissions until the 31st of this month, so we've got another two weeks. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and it's, it's just really important that everybody um, does that, make their submission. Like, I'm sure everybody remembers... In 2017, we managed to get 23,000 submissions. It was the most submissions ever made to um, a state significant project ever. Wow. And, you know, and, and of course, we have been unable to go out there and collect face-to-face submissions, which is exactly what happened in 2017. People might remember us all at the market. And, and you know, and we even had stalls in the middle of town. But, of course, we haven't been able to do that this time around. So we no. really need to make sure that that, you know, uh, we have as many submissions as we can get to continue and, and to make sure that the Independent Planning Commission and the state government are still aware of this great statewide and hopefully nationwide objection to this project. But mm-hmm. like, this is a really serious project. The Narrabri gas field. The Narrabri gas field is only one of seven gas fields marked out there in the northwest. So this is not just the eight hundred and fifty gas wells that people are talking about. Yeah. This is this is eight hundred and fifty wells soon.
1: It's the thin and edge then, of the wedge.
2: That's right. And then and and once it's in, there's quick to follow another six gas fields oh. out there. Yeah. So and- this is the time
1: to stop it. There is, and, and it is a Ponzi scheme I and mean, it has to keep expanding if it's going to be functional. So exactly. no matter wh- where they go, if they if they get cashed up from those first uh, bunch of gas fields, then they will have money to spend on pouring into other areas, even back here if we're not careful. Yeah, exactly. And, and
2: that's exactly what's happened up there in Queensland. We've all seen the sprawl, um, you know, the spread that's happened, the towns that have been affected the whole boom and bust of the industry and how that's played out in those small towns up there in, in, in Central West Queensland, it's it's disastrous. It yeah. is an absolute disaster. Yeah. So, um, sorry? Yes, right is the mission. We've yeah. got um, information to help people on the Lock the Gate website. Um, yeah. easy, it's, it's easy as. Just go to the main Lock the Gate page, and it is the first thing you'll see. Uh, stand up for Narrabri or um, take action on Narrabri you'll see it perfectly, and, that, and and it will take you to a page and we're
1: going to have all the information that you'd like. Yeah, it's a fantastic, fantastic site. I had a look. I was using it yesterday and it was really helpful.
2: Right. So Excellent.
1: you're also holding a webinar this coming Thursday night? We are. Re- um, yeah,
2: we've decided to hold a webinar on Thursday night um, for the amount of people, because we keep on hearing that there's a lot of people who do feel really strongly about it who have registered their expression to speak, that they're just feeling a little bit nervous because they have never participated to this extent before. Yep. So we just would like to do everything we can to encourage and support people to feel as comfortable as they can in participating. So we're holding a little bit of a webinar just to really provide that little bit extra support so people feel comfortable in um, in making a verbal submission. Yeah and, and you know and using the technology around it because that's that's quite daunting for a lot of people as well.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Well, that's really helpful. Thanks for for getting so organised to making it easy for us. Yeah, that's
2: it. Yeah, it's been fabulous. It's, it's we've well, we've, we've been having a really good time. Well, I've been having a really good time anyway <laughs> on, this, on this particular campaign. It's you know we've we, we've tried to do things. You know, we've been forced to do things a little bit differently because of the whole COVID restrictions, and you know, and so we're we're we being as creative as we can, and we're really trying to cover all all angles.
1: Well, that's, that's the thing, isn't it? In, in, in times of crisis, uh, we need to uh, to be creative and, uh, and creativity is fun. It's actually fun to get involved with, uh, with groups of people who are like-minded and who are active and creative, uh, you know, in, in, in their approaches to, to solving these problems.
2: Absolutely. Yeah, I couldn't agree more.
1: Well, good yeah, on you. Um, Sorry, Amanda. No, I was just going to say, so everyone out there, you've got two
2: weeks. Make sure you get them. Um, check out that website. There's a fabulous document on there. It's a Q and A that came out of the previous webinar that we had. Mm-hmm. that well, I and I just had a quick look over that yesterday. I hadn't had a look at it yet because we didn't we ran out of time during the last webinar to be able to answer everyone's questions. So that's just a document answering all the questions that were asked that night. It's fabulous. It's fantastic. I would encourage everybody
1: to do that. Yeah, and don't wait for the two weeks. Uh, like like any of these things, it's no time like the present. Get on it today while you're thinking of it. You can do it while you're listening to the show. My word. Awesome. Okay, Amanda, look, I should let you get back to those kids. They've been really well behaved. Thank you so much for coming in and uh, putting the time. That's what you think, mate. It's just
2: because you haven't been seeing what I have (laughs) (laughs) seen.
1: Well, you've been very well behaved in uh, in maintaining your composure in the midst of that chaos. Thanks, mate. Take
2: care. I'll talk
1: next week. Yeah, all right. Thanks, Amanda. See you soon.
2: Bye-bye.
1: On another subject, our forests are still under threat and uh we are doing what we can to protect them and yet uh we need to get more active if we can meg nilson spoke to dylan pew on forest protection this week and i've edited the highlights of that interview for you here uh once we've heard that, I'm still hoping that we're going to be able to uh, speak to Sandy Greenwood. We've been having some technical issues with connecting, but uh, then we'll be able to talk to Sandy about the Gumbengears Nation's uh, defence of Wild Cattle Creek and Nambuka Heads uh, on the mid-north coast. Stay tuned to Environmental as Anything.
4: We have Dylan Pugh on the phone. Now, Dylan Pugh is the spokesperson for the Northeast Forest Alliance. Uh, who worked for decades to get protection for our old growth forests? Um, morning, good darling. Morning, yeah. How too are bad. you? Not too bad. Good. Yep. Good. So uh, we have the champagne out for, uh, for for this abandonment of old growth logging.
0: Um, yes. Look, it's um, it's a relief, really. Um, you know, we fought so long to get them protected. We had a Pacific old growth growth campaign that went for a decade, and the end result of that was getting. Most of the remaining uh, old-growth forest protected on public land, uh, including on state forests in in special um, uh, purpose zones that were so the old growth was protected. Uh, mind you, there was about fifty thousand hectares that was left out for logging, so logging did continue. Um, but we got majority of it protected, and uh, 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 and that was a relief after uh, a long campaign. And we got a lot added to national parks as well. Mm. Um, mm. So you know, look, it was a, a a big effort and so in 1998 we got it protected and added to the what they call the informal reserve system which still counts towards the uh, national uh, reserve system so we got it added to the national reserve system and then the government decided in 2018 that they were running out of wood and therefore they needed to open up the protected old growth forests for logging.
4: It's tragic. It's tragic. I really, uh, I mean, it was just an appalling blow, wasn't it? Um, So, uh, this certainly is cause for celebration. And I understand that this was a report made by the uh, Natural Resources Commission.
0: Uh, Yeah, look, and and look, I I expect that we would have won this anyway. But what they're saying is because of the fires, that it was no longer possible to remap the old growth forest to what they were doing was they were uh, remapping it using new rules and different criteria Mm. and lo and behold most of it was disappearing like over 80% of the old growth was disappearing just by changing the rules so uh, but they're saying that because of the fire they can no longer uh, use that methodology they were using to remap the old growth um, because the, of the damage to the canopy from the fires and uh, I, I assume the loss of quite a few big old trees. Mm.
4: Well, thank goodness.
0: Thank goodness for that. Um, well, yes, you know, um, <laughs> one, one uh, upside of the, uh, of the fire okay, is yes. that at uh, least so they won't go in there now and cut down what what survived. Uh, yeah, you know. What little is left, yeah. Yeah, look, I'll, I'll, I'll emphasise a lot of those old growth forests, the eucalypt old growth forests, will have survived, uh, but albeit they would have been damaged and there would have been the loss of a lot of big old trees, because the big old hollow bearing trees are what so many of our wildlife, I think it's about 174 species in New South Wales use tree hollows and a lot of them rely upon big big tree hollows and so we've lost a lot of those in the fires and that's a devastating blow to our wildlife but at least we can rejoice in the fact they're not going to go in now to these precious remaining old ghost forests and cut down the uh the the remaining trees We need to change our ways, We, you know, on the current trajectory koalas don't have much of a future in New South Wales and we've got to turn that around and we can only turn that around by the government taking meaningful action and they've basically refused to in the past.
4: Yes, the, the, the uh, lack of willingness to listen to conservationists, scientists and indeed their community um, is is very disappointing.
0: I know it's probably saved every time but we need to take this issue home to our local representatives in Parliament, and mostly yes. that's National Party, but whoever they are, we need to get them to start caring uh, by putting pressure on them to care, and that's the only way we're going to get this to turn it around is for our, our local representatives in Parliament to go in there and argue for the case of our, our uh, forest and our koalas.
4: Yeah, absolutely, definitely for the forests and the koalas, but also people need to understand and to also get the message across to our local uh, National Party MPs that um, uh, this is not just for trees and not just for wildlife, but it's for our survival. Um, our forests, as you've said many times, there are there are life support system as well as all the other species.
0: Um, look, there's no doubt there. They um, they regulate our stream flows. You know, if you, the older a forest is, the more water it will provide into the creeks. You know, so we get better stream flow. I mean, that helps uh, it helps everyone as well as the aquatic environment. They attract rainfall. You know, so they actually generate rainfall through their evapotranspiration. So they attract rainfall, uh, moisture from afar, and uh, generate rainfall by putting that moisture up into the air, which then falls to the ground somewhere else as rain. Uh, they cool. Cool the earth, they cool the temperature through that evaporation process. They take heat from the surface up into the atmosphere and this has effect on large areas of country. So They have a direct bearing on the quality of of our local climate, um, as well as providing all these other benefits, such as uh, for for our wildlife, uh, recreation, you know, recreating in forests has a very significant impact on your health and your well-being. And uh, you know, uh, we rely upon tourism uh, in national parks and in our forests, you know, they attract many people to this region who come and spend their money in the region. Region and help support this region and then, of course, there's the, um, the carbon benefits where they're taking uh, uh, carbon out of the atmosphere and storing it in storing the ground. It's carbon yeah. capture and storage, which everyone knows we need at this crucial point in our history. Mm,
4: our forests are truly our heroes and uh, we have to get that message across to, uh, to the New South Wales Government um, and all our governments
0: and our local members, Well, they're doing it on our behalf. So, yeah. you know, the National Party is responsible for a massive increase in land clearing. They're responsible for trying to get logging in these old growth forests that we finally got yeah. stopped. They're responsible for trying to open up national parks for logging. So this is all yeah. National Party policy
1: yeah.
0: that, that they're doing on our behalf. So, if your local member is a National Party person, they're claiming that they're representing you, and yet they're doing these atrocious things. And, you know, it, we can't afford that And when no. we're in a climate emergency where we've got to turn this around now. Yeah. We can't wait any longer. We've got to do it now. And the thing that's stopping that from happening and, in fact, aggravating the problem is the National Party. The Trade
4: Indeed. Board. Yeah, they certainly are. So let's take it to them. So uh, please make a point of uh, contacting them and... Uh, Um, it's easy if you don't know who your local member is it's easy to find out you can just google that or uh, or contact us here at celebrating earth and art and uh, or of course northeast forest alliance
0: and it's worth making keeping the pressure up on the uh, labor party as well so so don't let them get by because they're not being strong enough on these issues as well so uh, let's whoever the local member is let's apply the pressure
4: absolutely let's you know it's a sustained campaign across the board to uh, to anybody who will listen because uh, you know this is now become more than urgent with the with climate change bringing uh, the, the more severe droughts uh our forests are an absolute absolute lifeline for us.
0: Um looking, you look around the world and uh Forests uh, collapsing uh, everywhere, and mm. that, that's a real concern. It's not just in Australia. You know, we we have these uh, wildfires out of control at the moment in Siberia, and they're getting worse every year. Yeah. The temperatures are skyrocketing up there. The uh, permafrost is uh, defrosting and putting all that CO2 into the atmosphere. Um, America, the same thing. Fires are going uh, 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 berserk, but then we've got. In Europe as well, and we've got the uh, pest outbreaks in all these countries where pests are getting worse and worse. Our forests are on a knife edge where, if we don't act very quickly, climate change is going to overwhelm them. And when they're overwhelmed by climate change, there's no hope of turning climate change around because they take it, forests taking a third of our uh, carbon emissions every year, once they become sources of carbon, which they're very close to, to becoming, and they're becoming more so every year, um, they're losing their secretration their ability to take carbon out of the atmosphere over time. Uh, once they become sources of carbon, it's too late then. We can't turn, turn this disaster around, and we're getting so close.
4: We are, and uh, it really it takes that extra push, um, so we appeal to you. Please take action. And uh, thank you so much, darling, for all the work that you and North East Forest Alliance do. It's um, it's wonderful. And uh, thank you for all the work you've done to uh, once again get protection for the old growth forest.
0: Yeah, well, I hope this is the last time. I, <laughs> yes. I, hope, I hope
4: twice is <laughs> enough, you know. That's uh, right. Oh, you've only got so many years in your life, you? <laughs> Well, indeed. <you> know, so. <laughs>
0: <laughs> It'll be up to the next generation to protect it for the third time, because I'm sure there will be a third time the way we're going.
4: Yes, and uh, our wonderful young people are far more um, uh, concerned and educated on this, so we need them to to uh, keep up the pressure on our national party people. <laughs>
5: next blockade. Hey, you get up a tree. Hey, you get up a tree. Hey, you get up a tree. If hey, it ain't you, then who? Then who? then who? then who? Then who? Then who? Then who?
1: Indeed, if not you, then who? That was uh, Natalie Fowler from the Lock On CD, uh, singing N E F and A. Uh, that was following on from Meg Nielsen's interview with Dial and Pew, which was first aired on Celebrating Earth and Art in a Longer Form and which we've put up in the long form on our podcast, but which we put, I've just uh, edited the highlights out of uh, for today's show. Anyway, moving right along, very excited to have on the line uh, Sandy Greenwood uh, from the Gumbang, Gumbangia Nation uh, in the, on the mid-north coast of New South Wales, uh, where they are fighting hard to save their forests at Nambuka Heads and even <coughs> at Wild Cattle Creek, uh, where we have had an outbreak of resistance to uh, the destruction of our forests. Sandy, can you hear me? Yes, I can. Hello, Ginegay Ginegay how are you? <laughs> I'm good, thank you. Yeah, thanks for joining Environmental as Anything. Well, thanks for having us on. No worries. Yeah, that's awesome. Look, so, you know, we're a little bit removed from your area. Obviously, we've got our own forest actions going on up here, but we're excited to hear what's going on down there. I mean, Wild Cattle Creek has been uh, not been a hotspot for environmental action for 25 years, but I know there were a lot of actions going on down there, uh, you know, decades ago. So what's what's Mm -hmm. happening out there today or this week? Yeah,
3: yeah, that's right. We did have some really... uh, really strong activism in the early 90s and yeah all these years later where um, we have um, we, we stopped logging the first day through lock-ons so we've got a, we've got a team that mobilizes and we follow forestry corporation wherever they go and we resist and we lock on and we do whatever we can to stop the logging and um, concurrently we then take them to court so
1: fantastic strategy yeah.
3: Yeah, it's 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 been successful so far, and I, I don't think they're used to this type of resistance down here. There hasn't been, maybe I don't know, but it, it, there hasn't been too much kind of activ- activism like no. at this fierce. So it's um it's great.
1: Yeah, not for a long time. I mean, as I say, yeah. I, I do remember the days when Wild Cattle Creek was a hotspot for that kind of activity, but it has been, you know, probably 25 years or so mm. to my memory.
6: But yeah. uh, And, of course,
1: the Gumbin Gear have been resisting this kind of thing for hundreds of years, uh, uh, yeah. so it's not uh, not new to, to you and your people down there. No, yeah, I've
3: uncles and aunties. that and remember when I was a little girl that was, you know, sitting on, like, stopping trucks, by, like, doing ceremony and, like, just yeah, been fighting and resisting since I was a little girl and for many, many, many decades. So I'm just um, <clears throat> continuing that fight just as, you know, it's a cultural obligation to do so.
1: Yeah, yeah. So uh, it's not just in Wild Cattle Creek where you're having success and getting action happening. There's also still ongoing action at Nambucca, isn't there?
3: Yeah, that's right. So we're really successful in getting a stop work order, which is First fire it's ever been done, and then obviously we got them out. they removed uh, They removed all the machinery, so that was an out-of-court victory. Um, but we still, we have, still have our base there. We've had a camp there. The fire going for seven weeks, and we've created an amazing hub where we have yarning circles every day. And we have cultural activities, and we do walks through the forest to assess the damage. And it's it's it, it's just kind of mobilizing. It's becoming solidifying. But, like in terms of like a community hub where people can come from all walks of life to kind of see what's going on. It's where we strategize for our next, you know, our next action, our next direct action. Um, so that's so that's it's, it's been nice to be able to walk through the forest and um, you know obviously connect you when know, there was so much resistance there from Forestry Corporation not letting us in. Um, but then they're moving on to Gladstone National Park after um, Wild Cutter Creek. So we're just going to follow them where they go. There'll be more direct action. So we're able to navigate their portal and find out exactly where they're going. So we're always two steps ahead of them.
1: Oh, that is so exciting to hear that, uh, that, that, that <laughs> where people... are <they're> nightmare. <laughs> ..are getting so organised. And, and yeah. yeah, well, look, you know, an end to public native forest uh, across the state is overdue, isn't it?
3: Oh, it is. It's like... Enough is enough. It's no more. I mean, there's just too much at stake here that it's like we have to put our foot down. Like it's, they'll just take everything until it's gone. We can see that now. After the fires, after COVID, they're relentless. They're not going to stop. They're going to desecrate all the koala trees, all the sacred sites, all the old growth. You name it. They're going to take it all if we don't say no. Yeah,
1: yeah.
3: So and we, and it's because it's First Nations led. We've got all our beautiful elders on board. You know, and we've got so much support. Um, you know, and I'm being so guided by Marnies and uncles and got, you know, mob from all walks of life. That you know, we just kind of, it's this new model and it's working. And so we just want to stick to it. And we hope that, you know, other, uh, other areas can adopt it or, you know, we can share knowledge and we can just, it's the power of the people. And it's about, you know, just, we do have power and we need to assert
1: it. Absolutely. That's yeah. right. We mustn't ever forget that uh, the, all the power comes from us.
3: Mm, that's right, definitely. And with, you know, First Nations land, we have cultural authority. We have our sovereign rights. This yeah. is our land. We've got our native title. I mean, this is... They don't know who they're messing with. No. <laughs> Thank you, people. Oh, we're strong.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I can hear that. The the the, the passion in, in your voice is, uh, is infectious.
3: Yeah, oh, good. We're, gonna, we're all going to keep each other strong and support each other. Yeah. So yeah, that's no, really and, and, and amongst all of this, obviously it's been it's been really hard. But the, the great thing is we've created this amazing community. So we've got like you know experts that come and they teach us about the flora, endangered flora, the Membuka forest. We've got Uncle Miklo taking us around, showing us all the bush foods and the bush medicines. So you know it, that, that's what we can create if we get forestry corporation out of there. then we can create like you know biodiversity parks, cultural heritage parks and create income, and
1: jobs, and yeah. it's, it's, the scope is huge. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Renewable prosperity, I call it. So yeah. you're having okay. a, a yarning circle, you know, mm. regular yarning circles, and there's one booked for uh, tomorrow, penciled in for tomorrow. Yes, we do, yeah.
3: I think every every second day we have, we have a yarning circle. So it's around the fire that's been burning for seven weeks, and we bring... We all check in and have a yarn. We also bring in like a, an expert, could be in any field, and they just share their expertise. So yeah, it's right. a learning circle as well, as having a good yarn and being able to connect over a cuppa. So, um, so we regularly advertise those on our Facebook page, which yeah. is the Kumbangia Conservation Group Facebook page, yeah. and yeah, it's a really good it's a good opportunity to come down and just to meet people and to join the circle.
1: Fantastic. So that's open to all comers who want to uh, take part in the in, in protecting the forest in a non-violent way. Yes,
3: we are open-hearted. We would love to meet new people, new faces. We encourage it wholeheartedly.
1: That's fantastic. <laughs> oh, look, uh, that is inspiring, Sandy. Thank you so much for joining oh, us.
3: No worries. Thank you for having us. No, yeah, no, look... Hello I- to all the listeners out there. <laughs>
1: Yep, I'm going to play a song for you from uh, the Lock On CD, which has been around for 20 years now, and this is uh, Mick Daly uh, singing the Ballad of Wild Cattle Creek. Oh,
3: perfect. Thank you, Sean. That's no worries. great.
1: Enjoy, and we'll talk okay. again soon, hey? we
3: Will do. Okay. Get Thanks, Eddie.
1: Bye. That was Sandy Greenwood uh, speaking for the uh, Gumbang uh Conservation Group uh, down at Nambuka Heads and inviting us all to come down and visit and be part of their Yarning Circle, uh, which they have on a regular basis. Um, we also had uh, Al Oshlak ring up while I was just getting ready to interview Sandy and he said he would be keen to speak to us about the legal case that they're uh, they're running down there. And I've asked Al to be available next week. So, Al... I'll, I'm you know, going to give you a call. Be ready next week from two to five. In the meantime, I just promised uh, Sandy uh, the, uh, the Ballad of Wild Cattle Creek, so I should be true to my word on that. And then we'll come back with The Guardian full story, episode two of The Green Recovery, which uh, we played episode one of last week.
6: trouble plenty down a wild cattle creek when the word got around they were dropping them trees so they got on the blower to old jc they said hey there cliff fell in compartment 514 he says well, what are you waiting for get in the back we got miles to go to wild cattle and it's a long weird track Next morning, we drove through the day, stopping only for a piss and a spliff on the way. We kept on driving straight through Durango. All the locals come out to see the traveling freak show. We kept on driving, though the prospects looked bleak. They'd been lugging in there the better part of a week, but we'd seen all the photos and we knew the mystique and the history. Wild Cattle Creek Well we camped in the evening Sent out our scouts They soon returned To dispel all our doubts Scenes of devastation Where once there were trees the Loggers had been through The law. Katura says, Well, I've seen some clear fells, and this one's a beauty. When injustice is the law, then resistance is my duty. Lockdown on onto D9 Ginko climbs up on a tripod with a grin He says, this one's for Bacchus We're gonna win When a security guard flips him off into the creek Ginko says, ain't it fun being a freak Well, I got a secret weapon I think it's unique You may be good at violence, mister But I'm a master Of hide and seek <laughs> Are stopping us from paying off our debts. And they start up their machines with a great roar and smoke. Mark's locked on the back, he nearly got his neck broke. Well, then the tough guys start swinging their fists in a scene reminiscent of Gorillas in the mist And the coppers are coming in, but they ran out of luck. Cause Robbie slipped under and he locked on to that cherry picker truck. All you folks are going to jail And I'm afraid you won't like the conditions of bail You can't come back in this forest for a year But if you leave quietly now, you got nothing to fear We'll see that the loggers abide by the law He says to kachura hey girl, what are you sniggling for? She says the jinkers around here are just taking one giant tree each And they're clear-felling hillsides, my friend That's a breach! we'll get you mob out with a winch. Couture says, brother, I ain't moving an inch. If you've got any sense, you'll just leave me alone. Well, I think that's reality singing out on the phone. Along comes State Forest regional inspector. He says, Consage, get her out. It's time to eject her. His sizes her up, and he grins and he gloats. He says, girls doing here anyway with chains on your throats, dressing like pharaohs. well you should be ashamed, your hair and dreadlocks and a change in your name, if you've got no respect for the economy, Couture says, mister, your words, they mean nothing to me. who funds the cash And you call it good business But mister, you've done your dash Do you think we'll just sit back and admit defeat? Without us anarchists, life is a one-way street All of this forest should be National Park But your PR machine keeps the public out in the dark You tell them you're working for their children's future But anybody who disagrees, you just say Shut up! Or we'll shoot ya. State Forest, he just adjusts his tie And he coughs and he looks nervous And he starts telling a lie Well, I won't trouble you with his verbal masturbation To make it easy for you, I provided a truthful translation He said, now that you mention it only last week We've been chopping the hell at a wild cattle creek, and we say it's scientific, but you never can tell. where well, once there was rainforest, well, now it's just hell, Where well, it's ruined forever. Well, we'll just move on, because there's plenty more rainforest where this one came from, to cover up for all that sacred land that we robbed. We'll just say the magic words on TV. We're providing jobs. And they start making their arrests Money's on their side They ain't taking no bets Wasted no time at all And they're busting us out Watched by a grinning collection of louts These are the people That should be locked up For attempted murder As if that ain't enough For the one-ton destruction Of our mother earth They should be shortlisted For immediate rebirth Drives back to Darago Just for a pizza And unwind, you know But the loggers come out of their hotel With a frown Cause they don't like the 20th century intruding on their town But the Nifa mob steps up Bravely and bold Next thing it's on of fibs but the need for more they know it's just another day's work they drive on into the future just like captain kirk they gotta get on with the rolling blockade because it's symbol of freedom just like the eureka stockade Chalundi, five Day for instance They were saved by Hard Yakka just by seeing out the distance We survived Guardia, loggers, truffos and ticks To stop the old growth being turned into toothpicks And to see that everybody's got fresh water to drink And the sky's a blue wonder and not just a stink Despite all the slander and the prejudice and the threats It's the ferals and the hippies that are paying our In the land of mushrooms and mangoes Where it'll all end, nobody knows But as a Chinese philosopher might say These are interesting times
1: Are you looking for the courage to face the hard facts about our environmental crises do you want honest reporting on the global solutions that are at our fingertips would you like to know what simple effective local actions you can take to make a positive difference to the state of the world today tune into environmental as anything on 92.9 river fm every saturday from two to five for all the news interviews and analysis you need to make the future You want For
2: the future We're hand in hand